Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Their weekly mission, to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Luke Anderson. Why is it laughing? Why is it funny? Will Darkens. That's the, that's the tackler. <laughs> Presented by Buster's Barbecue. For real deal barbecue, check out bustersbarbecue.com. The Sinner and the St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app, and 1080thefan.com. All right, it's hour two. Sinner and St. If you missed anything from hour one, you can go to 1080thefan.com, download the last Schwab Tires podcast. Uh, you can do that um, after the show. Because right, right now we're talking. So wouldn't make any sense to do it in the other order. So do you want to share a story with you? Uh, did you watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, I did. That's good, huh? Yeah. Yeah? Really, though, it, it was, you know, it was a good game. Yeah. Wasn't the, wasn't the greatest game. Huh. But it's good. It had a moderate level of excitement that kept me entertained to the point that I wanted to see the end of it. What do you want? Yeah. It was just a really solid football game. So I um, want to share this story with you. I apologize for being slow. Um, how about this for uh, a little consequence of the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl? Kansas City Chiefs defensive tackle Derek Nadi vowed to pay the adoption fees for more than 100 dogs if his team won the Super Bowl. The Chiefs won. He came through on his promise, and every single pet at a Kansas City dog shelter was adopted. That's great. Isn't that fantastic? Uh, that was a great story. Um, yeah, I thought the game was good. That is uh, three double-digit comebacks for the Kansas City Chiefs on their way to win their first Super Bowl championship in more than 50, in 50 years. 50 years. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, now obviously the sensation. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, now the worst quarterback in the history of the NFL. Clearly. Um, do you buy into those narratives that it's all Pat Mahomes and all the blame goes on Garoppolo? Is it all about the quarterbacks? Uh, I, mm, I believe I'm more inclined to believe the Mahomes thing. Yeah. Uh, just because he had so many struggles early in the game. 
Yeah, he was not good. For the first three quarters, he was not good in that game. And no, he wasn't, but I think that that's what um, – <laughs> I, I guess let me put it this way. I don't think any other quarterback would have done any better than that. Okay. I, I just – I don't. I, I can't see it. Definitely not Tom Brady. Uh, as we saw, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have done that well. Well, I mean, he had a chance against the 49ers yeah. and did not do that well. And you, and you, your pick for the game, you thought San Francisco was going to win the game based on the pressure that they would be able to get on Mahomes and they'd be able to frazzle him. And for three quarters, they did. They just couldn't continue for the no, last six minutes. No, they couldn't. And it was really a game of contrition. It was who can last. Attrition. Or attrition. Thank you. Who can last? Who can... Um, you know, who can keep the pace up the longest? And really it was the Chiefs because at a certain point, um, you can only cover those receivers downfield running at full speed in man yeah. uh, long. I, 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 you just couldn't. And, and obviously there was a turning point when it was the Tyree kill, whatever, you know, 30-something yard catch. That was the complete turning point because then at that point, the Chiefs just opened it up and they could move the ball at will. Well, Sammy Watkins was the one that burnt um, that burnt Richard Sherman for that big play. Um, and he said that he credited Devontae Adams for seeing showing him something watching the tape. He said he went in there and watched it and went, all right, there is a way to do it. I mean, you, you, you hear something like that and you realize how dedicated these guys are to going and find it. Not, not that I didn't expect them to be, but when you play in Andy Reid's offense, they look for every possible angle. And at some point you're going to have to beat Richard Sherman. Who's one of the best cornerbacks in football again, after the Achilles injury basically ended his career in Seattle, he went back and he was great this year. And that was one of those big turning points as you go, man, we have to figure out a way to do it. We have to figure out a way to do it. And sometimes you run into them and you game plan all week, you figure it out and it, it doesn't really click until you have a chance to play him for three and a half quarters. I, I, yeah, I mean, we could talk about game plan as much as we want. I think it was just a case of Andy Reid sticking to his game plan the entire time. Well, that's what I'm saying. Finally, yeah, something opened up. I wouldn't say it was the Sammy Watkins thing because that was just a gimme. That was really Richard Sherman screwing up bad, and he's done that um, quite a few times during the season. People say this was a comeback season. I can point you to some film that would show the contrary on some very devastating moments. It was the Sammy Watkins thing because, again, you had this deep cover three going on where there was a guy who had the whole, I forget who the secondary player was, but he had the whole middle of the field as his zone, and he turned left to try to do whatever. I don't yeah. know what was going on in his head because Tyree Kill is screaming up the field on the other side, and I guess he saw the linebacker and thought, okay, the linebacker will – you know, he'll, uh, he'll jam him. He'll do something to get him off yeah. of his route. I, I just think right after that point, you saw a complete physical and emotional change in the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Like, Oh crap. <laughs> Here we can't do this well, anymore. But but that's my point. Cause I don't want to get into breaking down the game plan. I don't know the game plan, but I think it, it illustrates your point where you said, you know, it's a battle of attrition where you're going out there and you, you watch the tape and you look for these minuscule things. You're going, all right, this is the way we're going to beat the 49ers. But, yeah, if you go out there and it doesn't work from jump, you just have to kind of – I didn't expect the Chiefs to go and be like, all right, plan one didn't work. Let's go to plan two. Let's go to plan three. They were not on different options. They just went, we're going to make this work. 
and eventually we're going to kind of break through. But it's it's not the the Patriots where they go. All right, we're we're going to completely eliminate what you do. We're going to play this style against you. The Chiefs came out and they go, "This is what we do. It's gonna if it works, we're going to win." And it didn't work until the last few minutes, and it finally did. And there you go. Well, and that's why going back to your original question to start this segment, yeah. I would go with the Patrick Pat Mahomes. Mahomes option and say that yes. Patrick Mahomes was completely the difference. I know everybody wanted to give the uh, Super Bowl MVP to uh, Damian, Damian Williams. Yeah, Damian Williams. Um, I, I mean, of course there's a case for it. Sure. Um, you know, he scored the final two touchdowns, or he scored the two touchdowns in the final five minutes of the game. Yep. That is a big deal. But uh, it's a bigger deal that Patrick Mahomes was able to withstand the greatest four-man rush in <laughs> NFL history. I, I can't really remember four dudes that were that good. I can remember Reggie White. I can remember that, but I can't remember four dudes, all of them incredible at rushing the quarterback. I'm all on the line together. I'm trying to think of who who else was with uh Strahan on that Giants D line. Justin Tuck. Yeah, I remember Justin Tuck. And then Tuck after with- that it's kinda Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry, man. That it's I- insane that you could consistently rush four and frazzle a quarterback like that, which yeah. I think goes back to the other option you had in your Garoppolo, for Garoppolo's failure at the yeah, end. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo really did suck. He really <laughs> failed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he did. And, and, you know, everybody likes to point to the record. They like to point to the Saints game late in the season where, you know, he got the ball to Kittle late and Kittle kind of uh, closed the game out with that yeah. huge run and penalty. Um, but, you know... <laughs> To be quite honest, quarterbacks really, whether we like it or not, are judged on their accolades. They're judged on the the Super Bowls, mm-hmm. the MVPs, yeah. the division titles, that kind of stuff. And if you're on a team with that great of a defense and that great of, at least what it's being reported, that great of a coach, well, genius yeah. mind, you should be able to do something more than that. And what the hell happened after your five-game run two years ago? Yeah. What's going on? Well, it seems really weird, doesn't it? The fact that he won really five straight year. games and looked like a world beater, and yeah. then all of a sudden, nothing. Well, I, I mean, I, I've never gone through an ACL, but you see sometimes when it's like guys are more tentative or whatever. But with a quarterback, I don't think that would be the big I, issue. Yeah, especially a quarterback who is not yeah, doesn't, traditionally mobile. Um, somebody on the fan text line says, uh, the play calling in the fourth quarter by Shanahan uh, set his defense up for failure, passing, killing the clock, going three and out, gassed. His defense, uh, that's the other guy that's been a scapegoat for, for this team, is Kyle Shanahan, also the offensive coordinator for the Falcons when they gave up the biggest uh, deficit in Super Bowl history to lose to the Patriots. So Kyle Shanahan also getting some heat. Would you put it more on Garoppolo or Shanahan? Oh, I don't know. Not that you even. have to, but... I'd say even. I, yeah. I, you can't. I mean, it's a, it's a complete team failure. <laughs> I mean, you hate to say failure because yeah. it was a good game. But yeah, well, um, more, just more at a sh- certain point, again, yeah. it was the Watkins, or uh, not the Watkins, the uh, Tyreek Hill route that I think collectively everybody in America just went, yeah, the Chiefs are going to win. You Here expect, we go. You expect to see the Chiefs more likely. Chiefs back in the Super Bowl next year or Niners out of the playoffs? Yeah, I really don't care. I actually cared more about Shakira. <laughs> that was an awesome halftime show. It was definitely it was incredible. <laughs> it was hot. It was entertaining. It was Miami. It was she did a there. jig. She did. She did, did the, the tongue thing, which apparently was uh, a 
Z- uh, Zahulu or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, it was Someone a, with a Z. homage to her uh, Lebanese heritage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> homage to something. Dude, she, whoa. Holy <laughs> smokes. And she played the drums. Like, she whoa. did everything. Forgot about Shakira. How wonderful she Great. was. I loved it. And I also loved the, um, the, the outrage, the fake outrage online. Oh, the people that were upset that their kids had to watch that? Yeah, their kids had to watch that. <laughs> you know what? Screw you. They got to learn something. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you learn? Well, you learn what a woman's body looks like. I know, but that's... Oh, is, that's bad. That's so terrible. We should keep them sheltered until college when they don't know what the hell they're doing. I know, but isn't that available? Like, they didn't do anything that was... No. That was more risque than no. what you see on it. No, but that's how people acted. They said that basically, oh my gosh, they're naked. They're, you they're need to get back naked. to the gladiator sport that I'm trying to enjoy. I need people running yeah. headfirst into each other. I can't have this booty shaking. I want Tom Petty back. Daddy, why did Tyree kill miss games this year? Uh, don't, don't, we're, hey, we're upset about the halftime show. Don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't. Uh, did he, did Daddy, he miss where's my favorite player, Kareem Hunt? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Son, do you remember Ray Rice? <laughs> you know, those people can go flush themselves down a toilet. Can they? Yeah, screw them. That's friggin' ridiculous. I don't want my kids watching that. Dude, that's how you learn. Like, that, learn think about what? that. Uh, well, you learn about sexuality. You learn it from the media. <laughs> they were singing. Could you imagine as a kid if you had never been, uh, had never had a sneak peek at an explicit film I or like I a haven't. nudie magazine? I still and then not. you like at 18 or 19 decided to either go to college or just like enter the real world and you had no frame of reference for it at all. Hey, uh, things wouldn't go well. You wouldn't relate to others very well. A what? Put that back on. <laughs> Stop. At some point, uh, instinct takes over. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, right, yeah. Don't you worry about it. Uh, Duke, North Carolina this weekend. Uh-huh. You see their uniforms? Oh, no, man. I'm watching the LSU-Auburn game. Yeah. Just because I had ESPN on and I forgot to change it. <laughs> it's okay. I've got golf on in here because I haven't <laughs> changed it. Uh, Duke, North Carolina, uh, their uniforms uh, have been released and. uh People don't love them. Uh, is that the best rivalry in sports? What's your favorite rivalry? Five five three five, fan text line. Uh, we'll tackle Duke North Carolina next. Center and Saint. I need to fan. Oh, righty. So Duke North Carolina. People get excited for this. Channel is that on? Tobacco Road rivalry. Let me pull up the. Uh, Info channels that on they play this weekend. Uh, they play. Well, you said their interviews, or no, I said their uniforms. Pull yeah. up, yeah, you, you can find it on the interwebs. Oh, they're not playing yet. No, I don't know what is wrong with you. Oh, I, I don't care about a sport that's stupid. Does anybody really care about college <laughs> basketball, honestly? Uh, they like, play ESPN, see the players for one year, ESPN, uh, 3 p.m. Uh, the jerseys they're wearing are oversized logos on the front of the jersey, and that's it. So it's the giant D and the giant NC on the fronts of their jerseys. But they're getting ridiculed across the social media platforms for being ugly. But they play today, so you obviously not excited about this. So, my friend, because I had the conversation with uh, 
Oh, geez, who was it? Is Duke, North Carolina bigger than Michigan, Ohio State? Is it bigger than Red Sox, Yankees? Is it bigger than any rivalry in sports? No. What's your big rivalry? Uh, Yankees, Red Sox is bigger. Yeah. Uh, in football, Michigan, Ohio State's bigger. Is it better? Because Ohio State, Michigan has been lopsided. Yankees have. Uh, you know what? Here's the funny thing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. It really doesn't. It, it goes it back funny. to the core of uh, men's college basketball. It's not entertaining anymore because you have these <laughs> one-year players who are completely raw and not polished, and then they just leave for the NBA, and then you get just raw, talented players again that honestly don't know how to run an offense, so they just kind of go out there, and maybe every once in a while they do something cool, but then most of the time they look like they're kind of lost, but they're freak athletes. But so it's just like, but to at me, least, it's like, it's kind of made the rivalry crappy because I used to remember the rivalry as something great with like Grant Hill and Shane Battier and you know, Tyler Hansborough made it great yeah. because he was such a douche, <laughs> but they stayed for a longer time and they became the face of programs. What you have now in college basketball is something that coach K talked about this week is that there's no more leaders. There's no more leaders because people ditch it one year out. They go, peace, done. But at least you have the benefit of it really screwing up the NBA draft, too. So it used to be, like, when you had uh, high school players that came out, what was Kobe picked, 18th overall? What? I don't think that's right. Let's see where Kobe was drafted. I think he was, like, one or two, wasn't he? No, he was not. Because uh, yeah, he got drafted by the Hornets, who sucked. And then they traded him to the Lakers. Yeah. Drafted. Hornets, but he wasn't taken second overall. He was up there. Mm, now I gotta find it. Well, hurry up! I'm getting anxious. Uh, oh, jeez, you're getting anxious. Yeah. Well, it's hard to find a Kobe Bryant story that isn't. Just say Kobe Bryant draft. I did. That's what I typed in. Well, you're obviously not, dude. You suck at your own game. I I told you that's why I want to watch. I don't think you could even be the host of Googler if this is the kind of performance you're putting out what are you talking about i'd be great at the host of google or the host doesn't have to know anything about the thing they totally 13th did. pick 19 jeez 1996 yeah it goes way back but yeah 13th pick yeah. but you when you took a high school player you knew you were taking a risk on it but it seems like everybody in the draft is a one and done the entire top of the draft and you look at these guys and you really don't know what you're doing unless they're a sure thing. LeBron James coming out of high school where you go, this guy would have been the number one overall pick as a junior. There's there tends to be less risk in the NBA draft, but you have all these guys that end up being huge busts because you just look at, like you said, a game that doesn't have any foundation to it. So you watch them playing college basketball. Oh, they were great compared to what? Uh, yeah, the level of playing college basketball is pathetic now. I, I think just let them come out of high school because if you do that, mm-hmm. then you're going to start to see a really sharp decline in people that will actually come out in high school Yep, because they will and they'll really suck even more. <laughs> like one year of college maybe does a little bit for you because some of the concepts stick in your head. Like if you're not a freak athlete, say like Zion Williamson yep. or, you know, Anthony Davis or any of those kind of guys, like the only thing you're going to retain from that one year is understanding, I guess, more advanced concepts. Yeah, but at yeah. the same time, once you go into the NBA, everything else is thrown out the window because they tell you, don't worry about playing defense. 
Play in the <laughs> offensive scheme. Yeah. You know how to run zone, right? You know how to man somebody. Oh, you don't know how to play man? Okay, well, whatever. We'll play you off the ball. Well, but they also, when you get to the NBA, like if you've ever gone to an NBA game early, like real, really yeah. early, and just watch how much individual attention every player gets from their position coach. Mm-hmm. I remember um, Patrick Ewing was, I think it was for New Orleans, but he's out there with all the centers and spent – 30 minutes with, you know, Frank Kaminsky and spent 30 minutes with, you know, whoever else and spent 30 minutes with Anthony Davis and was just, you know, spending all this time with these guys individually. They all have personal coaches. They all have an assistant coach. It takes time just to figure out how to get them in the right headspace, get them in the right position. And you have unlimited time to learn how to play the game. That's all you have to do. But the idea of pretending to go to class for six months, if it's even that long, just to stay eligible, and then as soon as you're done with basketball, you just shirk off the rest of your school responsibilities and start getting ready for the draft. It's such a sham, and now it's ruined this rivalry. Plus, the uniforms, uh, as someone said on the text line, look like practice uniforms. We also got called uh, turd lickers. We did? Personally? Yeah. Why did we I lick? think that's more at me. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't remember licking any turds. Yeah, right. Okay. Dude, you've licked a turd or two. No, never have. We oh, used to have cow pie. We used to have cow pie fights when we were kids, but they dry up and you huck them like frisbees. I think you know what I mean by turd licker. Yeah. No. Yeah. See, this is it. This well, is what I'm saying. Like, because I wasn't didn't expo- get exposed yeah. early enough in the Super Bowl scantily clad had, halftime. Shows. Had that halftime show been in 1994? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't be ever going around licking turds. See, you were given bad information. It's <laughs> given no information. What yeah, are we talking about? Yeah. Huh? What are we talking about right now? Turd licking. I know. Why? What is wrong with you? Because someone texted it. Well, I guess and we, when people we are text things, we read it. We are obligated to talk. Except all the racist stuff. Yeah. I don't know that. why, but our show attracts like just these just angry racist people. Yeah. I, I'm serious, man. I'm looking at like three pages of it. It's bad. It's crazy. Do you want? We don't even mention anything. It's unwarranted. Uh, uh, Who the hell are these people? Since you're already angry and frightened uh, by the NBA, I was going to talk some trade deadline stuff, but I'm I'm hesitant because you kind of went off on it already once. Oh, with the Blazers. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. You know, yeah. I, I I went off on it on the Blazers because it's in connection to the visceral reaction from fans um, about last night's game. It was like, everybody's really, really mad. And like Dame even said it in the post game where it's like, you know, Hey, we're, we're trying to make the playoffs here. You know, we're, we're gunning for a playoff spot. It's like, really, really you're gunning for a playoff spot with that roster. Yes. Come on. Yeah. They're going to win it all. Break. And when they do, Oh man, rub it in your face. So Dame's got what? Four years left on that contract. Sure. But he's staying here forever. He loves it. So do you think in the next four Lane. years that they well, could, either through trade or free agency, attract what you would call another all-star player? Not C.J. McCollum. Let's talk about that. A legitimate all-star let's player. Let's talk about that. Can Dame attract another legitimate all-star player in the next four years after this Sports Center update? Blazers uh, kind of stay pat at the trade deadline, but they did make the Trevor Ariza trade. I guess they let Scal Labissiere uh, leave town. They got some cash back on that. Uh, but really nothing big for the Blazers. But across the NBA, there was some moves. One, 
one of the Didn't bigger ones. a bunch of cash? What's that? Yeah, we got cash, right? Yeah, cash. That's a player. Cash. Did you see those memes out there? Shiny. People putting a huge thing of cash in front of a Blazers mic. That's pretty good. Um, that's one of the that's one of the things that uh, Twitter and memes are great for. Um, like uh, all the people that took shots of uh, Gallinari and put him in a heat uniform for no reason, apparently. Um, but you get all these trades that are expected to happen. Like we saw Carmelo Anthony in a Blazers uniform long before he was ever in a Blazers uniform. Thanks, CJ. Thanks, CJ. Thank you, Photoshop. Um, but the two big moves, I think everybody's excited that Andre Iguodala is apparently the linchpin that held the Warriors teams together. He was the only reason they won those championships. So him going to Miami automatically means they're going to win. I find that hard to believe. But, hey, you know, yeah, sure, the guy that never wanted to play in Memphis got out of Memphis. Good for him, but I don't know that it automatically makes Miami better than Milwaukee. That seems ridiculous to me, but... The other one. Uh, <laughs> now, I just want to comment on that real quick because sure. during that process, uh, John Morant became my favorite player. I love John Morant. He and um, Dylan Brooks. They, I forget what it was, but he was kind of going back and forth with all these guys on Twitter about like, we just want to get rid of Iguodala and then go beat him and just show yeah. him, show everybody that like we don't need him. And um, Steph Curry, I think on Instagram had posted a picture with Iguodala and like three of his titles holding up three fingers. And then with the like uh hush emoji, like the shh. Yeah, yeah, shh. And then John Morant responded with a picture of Kevin Durant and then just did the shoulder shrug emoji. Like, ah, he, there's only one of those that are legitimate. Yeah. We all know it. And in fact, it's pretty much for all of you. Well, and, and Iguodala, Steph won one. That's and, it. We all know it. And Iguodala has the finals MVP of the yes. one that they won without Durant. He got his one. That's but, it. The other it, two are illegitimate because Kevin Durant, out of spite for reasons we really will never understand because yeah. he's an idiot. He said he was going regardless, too. Like, right. No matter yeah. what happened with the Thunder. If the Thunder went and won a championship, he was still going there. He just mm. wanted to live in the Bay Area. Of he course. said that this week. Yeah, he always looked really happy when he was going yeah. to those construction projects. As what a dope. Things for the new stadium. Um, oh, barf. I was going to comment on how um, the other big trade that we all talked about, which was D'Angelo Russell for Andrew Wiggins, is is somehow going to change the face of the NBA. And I knew that they were the worst two teams in the Western Conference. Did you realize that the Timberwolves have lost 10 in a row? Yes. Or 13 in a row? Yes. God, they're terrible. They're really bad. And uh, it, uh, they're, Carl Anthony they're 15 Towns, and 35. The Warriors are 12 yeah. and 40. Carl Anthony Towns is starting to look like a modern day Kevin Love, by the way. Man. In more ways than one. The idea that he got drafted to a Timberwolves team that he, you know, was not giving up on and like he pads stats. And Wiggins is the same way. Wiggins pads stats. Yeah. And, um, uh, they just, they suck. Well, but do you remember when the Timberwolves were supposed to, like, this was their year, this was their year, this was their year for, like, five years in a row? Well, it was looking good early on. Yeah. They they were. They were they were hanging around mid in the West, maybe five or six. They were hanging in there, and it was really great. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it, uh, it goes back to the whole Carl Anthony Towns thing. Yeah, I mean, he just, he doesn't know how to win games. And even no. when you put Jimmy Butler on there, who I would consider one of the more ruthless competitors sure. in the NBA, um, you know, they barely made the playoffs. I think they made eight. Yeah. Remember I know that one year with Tom Thibodeau. Yes. Uh, I, 
I know that you get upset with the Blazers. I know a lot of Blazers fans that get upset because they can't quite figure out the right formula to to stay at the top of the Western Conference. This is my point, though, man. It is hard to build a winning team. And you can get rid of Terry Stotts and Neil O'Shea if you want to, but, dude, we, there's so many teams on this list, just looking at the standings, that you don't want to trade places with. I mean, you want to trade places with the Timberwolves, Kings, Suns, Pelicans, Grizzlies? I would love to trade places with the Pelicans. With Zion Williams? Yes, of course I would. You have Damian Lillard, though. Right, uh, which means after a year, how long has he been in the league? Does Zion win? How many ch- years has Damian Lillard been eight in the years? league? Eight years? This year, eight? Probably. <laughs> Probably, okay. Eight or nine years. Okay. And this is where you are so far. But you got the Pelicans winning the championship with Zion because he's not going to leave after his contract. I have more hope. <laughs> I have way more hope. Really? Yes, of course I would want to be the Pelicans right now. The Portland Trailblazers look hapless. They really do. They seriously look like they have no idea how to attract talent, and they don't. I, I How do they do it? Let's go back to the question that we teased for this segment. Do you honestly believe in the next four years that either through trade or free agency, we will get a legitimate all-star? Again, I will want to preface this by saying somebody better than CJ McCollum. Yes. No. No, we will not. Yes. Give me a break. Yes, we will. Uh, go we ahead and project have, for me who have, you think that might be. We already have Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, let me just go ahead and pick out all of the the possible yeah, free stats agents. Yeah, your stats guy. Do years. it. Yeah, do it. Do it now then. Do it, jerk. Well, why don't you pick the guy that we won't get? <laughs> you tell me the You tell me the guy that goes to New Orleans instead of going to Portland. Oh, dude. Nobody's nobody's oh, choosing. Hell yeah. No, it is more likely. Oh, than, what? Dude, Zion, Zion plays his next contract in a Knicks or a Lakers uniform. Neither. No, I'm or Pelicans. Yeah, Pelicans. No. Yes. No, they won't keep they they had Anthony Davis, they couldn't keep him. He demanded a trade. That's different. He's it, a douche. If you if you swap places, you get the last ten years of the Blazers. You get the last ten years of the Pelicans. Which one do you want? Well, I mean, I get. I, they, I mean, the, I, but we're talking about the past. I mean, come on, man. But, that, but that's, that's what, like saying, uh, what do you I want had, right now? Do you want the Lakers at the end of the two thousand, uh, the end of the two thousands, or you want the Lakers like two years ago? Yes, but what. You, but what you're doing is you're saying that, yes, you would trade right now, right heading now. into the future for five yeah. years, what we do not know, yes, projecting, I could say, Shh, man, I would I, rather go with the Pelicans with right. a guy who and a team who has way more cap space and way more potential to sign somebody for a player who many are t- starting okay. to regard as a league changer. Would you trade places right now? Who am I? You're the Blazers. You trade places. That's crazy. Would you trade places with the Oklahoma City Thunder? Uh, well, no Houston Rockets. No. Well, this is hard. You got to tell me literally who I am. Am you're, I a player? No, no. You're, I'm saying you're a fan and you're switching your oh, franchise. I'm a fan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, no jazz. Yeah. Really? Dude. Jazz fans are insane. I, I know, but that's a team you want to root for. Yeah. Why not? Like the, Donovan if, Mitchell. All right. Who cares? All right. Nuggets. Nugs. Yeah. Okay. I mean, those are, those, that's, that's coming. Three and four seed. I'm just saying, that's fine. I, I think what it all comes down to. I don't know, man. I don't idea. see any of those franchises winning a championship. Clippers, yeah, I don't Lakers. see. I, I don't see ours. Yeah, and, neither do and I. We have a player again. I, I just yeah. want to go back to this yeah. point, right? Yeah. 
we have a player who many are considering the best guard in the league, the best true guard in the league. He's not even a starter on the all-star team. Just I might want to tell you something. What? He needs to go? No. The idea that nobody respects us at all. Fans text line. Lillard is a blessing and a curse. Good enough to keep them stuck in mediocrity. See, it's and, fun and, to watch them, man. See, and I don't think that way. And I understand the, uh, where the texture is going with that because you, you could conceivably make that point. But I think it's more to the idea that Portland is so obscure to the rest of the country. Honestly, man, he's a friggin' dude who's made uh, two, three incredibly memorable game winners. Yeah. He's also a rapper, and he couldn't make the all-star team starting lineup? Come on. That's a little ridiculous. If it was the same guy on L.A., yeah, what? You'd be right next to LeBron James. We're so effing obscure. And really what the blessing is is that he didn't sign somewhere else or he's not going to take the route of going, screw that, I'm not playing. Screw you, trade me. I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm tired of Neil O'Shea. I really like Terry Stotts, but you've hired a general manager that does no ass. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. And honestly, if he did that, I, I wouldn't blame him. Think Carmelo stays next year? Oh, <laughs> All right, it's XFL opening weekend. You've got NBA basketball. You've got college rivalries, Duke, North Carolina. What are you watching this weekend? It is What to Watch. We do it next. Center and Saint, 1080. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. <laughs> And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. And are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. Tell you what I'm going to watch is uh, the new rivalry between the Blazers and the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell and... Uh, Damian Lillard talking trash on Twitter. We've already got a rivalry with Denver from last year because they hate each other. Uh, it was fun with OKC because it was Westbrook, but that transferred uh, to to now Houston. The Blazers, man, I'm telling you, they're fun to watch. I'm watching them get pissed off at the entire league, all the officials, all the teams. Damian Lillard's turning into a villain across the rest of the NBA. That's what I'm watching for. That's what I'm hoping for. Oh, Wouldn't that be great? You want him to turn into a villain? Yeah, why not? I, I think mean, if he tried to turn into a villain, people still wouldn't. He was, They wouldn't notice. They'd he be was like, who? pissed last night. Oh, that rapper? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's pretty good, I guess. Yeah. So, anyways, that's what I'm watching for. So, you got XFL, college basketball. You got the uh, PGA Pro-Am at Pebble Beach. Dude, you got the XFL. Is that what you're watching? Yeah, the I, XFL, bro. That and like, I don't know. I, I got to catch up on a couple episodes of Googler. <laughs> the Googler. Um, are you going to watch? Do you think you'll watch a second of the XFL? Yeah, I'll watch five minutes. Will you? Yeah. And if I, it's wanna, good, I just want to see what it's like. What are you looking for? 
Uh, I want to see the level of play. Yeah. I, I, I just... Is it good? I don't know. You'll the know in AAF five minutes? Was, the AAF was really bad. Yes, it was. It was, it was Like, terrible. I think college might have been better. Well, yeah. I think some top 10 college least, teams could least, have easily beaten those AAF At least teams. in the SEC, uh, the players are getting paid. So, yeah. Which yes. Is totally <laughs> yes. Well Slam! played. Well played, sir. Um, at what point, if at any, will you watch college basketball this year? Uh, Final Four, probably. Final Four. Yeah. I'll watch opening weekend. That's about it. I don't know. Probably when I go to Fan Madness, I I might, my eyes might glaze over it, like on one of those huge monitors. But then, probably I won't pay a lot of attention to it. I mean, that's really, I, I mean, anybody that really is a huge college basketball fan, I commend you, because I, I don't know how the hell oh, you can man. keep up with so many different people who just leave after one year, like. Yeah, how do you do it? I don't know. Well, that and it's it's fun to keep an eye on um, your team getting um, you know FBI probes and yeah, right. All the fun See, things that go on. Here's that. the here's the bad part I think about this is that oh, the college college basketball has almost turned into the D League. You know what I mean? Because you know they're only there really for one year, and really the reason that they are there is for development, and that's it. And no, I think there used to be this thing about. I don't how, even think that's true. I think they're there to kill time. I think I yes, develop. <laughs> no, they're not. They're there. Yeah, I I develop a little bit, dude. If you go to do, no, you, you definitely you, there. There is an opportunity yeah. to learn something. But how different? How often does a player make huge strides or fall off in the six months that they spend at college? You know what I mean? There, there's some guys that go for a couple years. If you go for a couple years and you you have time to grow, have time to get better, then yes, you can make a. a of case for yourself to be drafted by going to college. But I'm saying like Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson, it's, it's you go. And it was, it was great to watch those guys play a, a quick, uh, you know, uh, show up in the college basketball, uh, blue bloods play a little bit, but those guys were going to be drafted number one overall. Anyways, John Morant made a name for himself in college. Great. It'd be way more fun to watch guys that want to go to college, go and play, and like you said, play for a couple of years, be part of a program, be part of a legacy. And it's really difficult to to say that it, this one and done rule hasn't ruined both college basketball and the NBA. Yeah. Eh. Well, how do you think it ruined the NBA? It just makes it so difficult to watch the NBA draft. And there's so much young talent. I think they're saying the draft, not the league. Yeah, but. It, it, it's detrimental to teams when you go out there and you go, all right, Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker are going to be the next face of the league. And then you go out and then, you know, the the process in Philadelphia, these are the guys that we're going to get. Man, they missed three times with top picks in that stretch. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid didn't even play their rookie years because they ended up getting hurt. So you're saying that they're like, like teams you, are missing more. Yes. On picks. So you right so now, you think that there's a greater proportion of teams that are missing more, say, in the last... I don't know, decade than there was what yes. in the mid two thousands when it was still like high schoolers. It feels like it to me because right now, if the Blazers tanked, who would you want them to tank for? Uh, Wiseman. <laughs> One guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That guy was really good. <laughs> like really, really good. <laughs> the eleven games. He was also really yeah. good before he barely played at Memphis. I think the and reason the right they decision. did the one and done thing was that they hoped. With one year, you'd be able to at least mature a little bit under the tutelage of dudes like Calipari sure. and like Coach K and really any other type of college basketball coach. Because most of them, if you're going to a bigger school, 
they have a wealth of experience and knowledge that they can bestow upon you if you want it. Trouble yeah. is, most of these 18-year-olds don't want to hear anything from anybody yeah. uh, unless you're hyper-mature, say, like uh, LeBron James or Kevin Durant or any of the other dudes that came out of Kobe Bryant. Well, they came Kevin, out of Durant, high school Kevin Durant played at Texas. Succeeded. What? Kevin Durant played at no, Texas. No, I said Kobe Bryant. I know, but you said Kevin Durant in there. No, I didn't. Yes, I said right. Kevin Garnett and LeBron Go James. Garnett. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I thought I heard Durant. Oh. Um, yeah, but the other thing, too, when you look at the transition and a lot of the thing that they're worried about was the youth involved, but it's like, okay, cool, a 19-year-old's going to be able to kind of hang out with grown men and totally understand everything that's going on because he went to one year of college where he was pampered and just kind of walked through and was famous from the second they got there. That's, uh, that's going to help you mature. Yeah, and I'll tell you right now, as a uh, former college athlete, I yeah. needed at least, like, three to figure out, like what the real world was like. Because <laughs> the first in, year, it's not the real world. In what reality is being a superstar on a college campus the real world? Uh, none. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Unless yeah. you're Coach K, I guess. Yeah, but it's he's, like, a, he's a superstar, but he's a coach. So. Yeah, thanks, Coach K. Um, I'm going to make more money than you next year, so I appreciate yeah. everything you taught me. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you later. But, yeah, this is – no, those these parties were great. And, like, all the, you know – Free everything that I got. Let me tell you, the free sex and drinks were incredible. Yeah, the free. But I am going to go play for the Knicks now. <laughs> exactly. We're going to, you know, go and get more. Wait, what? New York City's not the campus at Duke? Weird. All right. What else? Did you, you have a better time as a superstar player on Duke on a night after a huge win, or like? In New York City as a New York Nick, a starting five New York Nick. Um, so you can go out to the club in New York and party where, um, you know, all of the best parts of the entertainment are available for you, but all the worst parts of the underside of the entertainment world are available. Or you go to college where it's just the good parts. Yeah, you're sheltered. Yeah. And people are looking out for yeah. you because you're... Yeah, no, nobody's trying. Nobody's trying to take advantage. There's no hustlers around. Nobody's trying to stab you. Nobody's trying to steal anything from you. Nobody's trying to spike your drink and uh, you know take you to a Ukrainian prison where they can steal your kidneys. You must always I hate it when that happens. I know. Yeah. So yeah, probably that. Probably the shelter part. Remember that happened to Christian Leighton. You get all the sex. You get all the drugs. You get all the drink. Without that, right? any of the. The bad part about it. It's a little reported thing about Christian Leighton. Yeah, he's missing a kidney. Cause he's, Zero uh, kidney. Yeah. <laughs> he's in both kidneys? He's a he's a marvel of human science. Kidney free for since 93. He's doing something right. Huh? I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. I, this was terrible. I'm sorry. I thought it was great. Oh, yeah. This I was had great. a great time. All right. We're I don't done. know about you. We're done. Enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy the XFL. Bye-bye. Could care less about everyone else. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.